Now I know what it means to be free. For the spirit never Welcome to episode three of the Unfortunately Honest podcast. Um, this week, there's been a lot of shit that's happened. Uh, there was some major deaths by two notable figures in the last two weeks. And over the last couple of days, there was a 20-year-old rapper, Tentacion that was robbed and murdered in Miami. And all of it got me thinking about mourning. You know, first, you know, rest in peace to those that passed and and blessings and well wishes to those that that struggle with issues that may not even be known by their closest friends. Like you're not alone and you genuinely can find a way and find people and find support that will help you and want to help you get through those things. So from there, I start with this statement. I, I recognize that what everything I'm about to say that some people won't like and some people maybe will think that, um. I don't know why does it matter or why why am I talking about it? But I want to be honest, since the name of this is unfortunately honest, about where I stand. I, I think that with each passing year, we seem to occupy a space and time or in society where nuance is lost in our daily conversations, especially those that we hold in, in the public square. You know, whether it's a talking head wading into political punditry or it's just some friendly shit talking in our local barbershop or hair salon, the ambiguous but very fundamental shades of gray that should color our conversations are sometimes left to the wayside in favor of the more polarizing conversations which force us to choose sides that typically are a lot more harsh in their contrast because they're black and white. So in light of recent events with the passing of Anthony Bourdain and and Kate Spade, I want to ask you listening this simple question. Maybe it's not so simple. I I don't know. Can we be both performative and sincere in how we mourn? Can we do those two things at the same damn time? And I'll explain. I'll be real about the fact that as a 33-year-old black man uh, who doesn't really buy handbags, that Kate Spade's name or brand didn't really occupy that much space in my life. You know, like a brief mention or an utterance from a female friend or acquaintance of her name or her handbags might have occurred every now and then. But that's really as far as it went. But like a lot of people, I found it to be very sobering and sad that with all the trappings of success, it's just further proof that those things don't eliminate deeply rooted pain and don't erase the anguish that so many people deal with. And people genuinely need help and support. The passing of Bourdain was a little bit different for me. Like many of you, I am sure that I consumed his content and 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 found, you know, wonder in it and strangely found a, what I feel like was a kindred spirit. Many of the things that he said, many of the things that he articulated really resonated with things that I already say, things that I already think and, and a lot of my worldview. I think Parts Unknown wasn't just a food show, right? It was an expression of a man and a team that knew all people and all cultures convene around food and in the midst of that dining we participate in communal exchanges of ideas of of love of hate of culture of laughter of sadness of community no matter the place on earth he made his viewers want to venture there 
and want to break bread with those people. He was a chef, but what he really was was an anthropologist. And I think that's in part why his death was felt so deeply. So I want to be clear in saying that this conversation is not really about how he died or how Kate Spade died, right? I'm going to leave that to much smarter, much more intelligent people to discuss. But what I I do want to kind of talk about and, and ask about is what does our reaction to those deaths and deaths like that public figures especially say about us uh in the days following his death every social media platform saw a flood of quotes of pictures memes well wishes r.i.p posts from everyone from the last president to your random celebrity to your annoying co-worker side note if you heard that and you don't think you have an annoying co-worker there's a chance that you might be the annoying co-worker but that's a different thought i think that bourdain definitely passed the funeral test meaning that You know, how many people show up, how people feel about you, what they express about you at your funeral can truly be a testament to your character. And I think that it was a testament to the imprint that what he created, what he wrote, what he made and what he put into the world really affected people. And I think that's where I find a little bit of confusion. And and maybe it's a uh, admittedly a morbid curiosity, but I I think in, in some cultures, right, death of a loved one calls for the grieving party to dress in all black for an entire year. In other cultures, we light candles and we erect shrines in the memory of the people that we lost. But what has mourning become when it can be crafted behind professionally shot photographs, overlaid with unverified quotes from the deceased and quantified by the number of comments or likes or retweets or shares of status or post? Now, I I admit I, I struggle with this subject. I really don't want to be an asshole about it, and I don't want to be the grief police. And I understand that there are some people that really are expressing their genuine grief publicly in this way. So while my opinion in in the large scheme of things doesn't matter, I want to be transparent about the fact that I, I really can't get with the clearly performative nature that some people ride in the days or weeks trending topics in an effort to repost and retweet their way into a more followers and more exposure by jumping on the sympathy train. I think that mourning for me is a very private matter. Like think of an iceberg. All the action is underneath the surface. And that's me. I'm, I'm not judging those that mourn differently. And maybe in some ways, maybe don't mourn at all, which again, another conversation. Uh, I was saddened by the news of Bourdain. I genuinely was. And I know people that were even that much more affected and touched by it. But I felt like for me, it felt cheap to search for a posthumously created visual and repost it to the world and let them know that I, too, was aware of his death. And I, too, was in anguish at the news. And I, too, was a fan that would miss his content. I'm not saying it was wrong. I'm just admitting that it felt cheap. And I didn't want to display that fraudulent level of emotion, which felt like it was closer to performing the act of mourning than actually dealing with the emotional byproduct of mourning. So maybe for some, there is a sense of community gained when a collective letting of grief occurs online. But it also is weird to me when an emotional outcry of sadness and grief is followed up by a perfect picture of a curated breakfast bagel later that same afternoon. Were you really mourning the loss, like you said in your earlier post? Are we capable of nuance and capable of performing grief 
and feeling grief or am I just an asshole asking a question about your sincerity? Maybe I have to just accept that there's no perfect answer and we're all just taking turns as viewers and participants in the morning show. Everyone who has taken time to send me a text message or DM me or just let me know that they appreciate and enjoyed the first two episodes. Thank you so much. It is greatly appreciated, genuinely and sincerely. Uh, for those listening, if you could take a second to comment or like or subscribe on iTunes and Google Play especially, that'd be a huge help to me. Thank you again, everyone, for the feedback. Thank you for listening to the third episode of the Unfortunately Honest Podcast. I'll be here next week talking some more shit. Take care.